That was wonderful, and we love doing that. And if you're here for the first time from the Harvest Festival, we, we just welcome you. You're welcome here. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't even matter what you're into or what you've come out of. This is a good, safe place to be. You know, um, it, it, my wife and I have such a heart to minister to everybody, and, and, and we never want to get the impression because somebody's not living exactly like the Word says, they're not welcome here. They might be in a different lifestyle, they're not welcome here. Well, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. Because, uh, again, stop judging because you remember what you were into. So that's how did you get help? You went to a right place where people didn't reject you and just call you out, call you down. We, but together with the Word of God, we can all uh, be helped by God and, 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 and follow God's plan for our life. And, and there's some things that I had to straighten up big time when I came in, and there's some things that over time we can straighten up or, or, or instantly get changed. But you know what? Uh, you're welcome here, and we're, we're welcome to have a conversation with you uh, if you're in situations that you might not understand because you're hearing the Word of God this way, but you've been taught another way, or you've been challenged another way, and you're in the right place to get some help. I said you're in the right place to get some help. So we're going right back to another part of our series on the threefold nature of mankind. Last week I talked about your body and your spirit are not the same thing. Let's go to the scripture today, and, and my main emphasis today is follow God's divine order of things. Following God's divine order of things. And I hear some religious people right now saying, so Pastor Cohen, you condone all kinds of lifestyles? No, just remember what you came out of. I don't condone it. We're here to help you with that. And we're here to answer questions, and we're here to give you the Word, and we're here to the Holy Spirit to help all of us evolve into exactly what God has called us to be. So you, you feel free to invite anybody that is in sin, anybody that's in lifestyles, anybody that's religious, that they need to be delivered. Excuse me. Sorry about that. But anyway, you hear my heart. We're here to help folks, and thank God we are in a greater and more effective way. It's not that I condone situations, but I, I, I have compassion on people that were in, in the same situation I was. And man, someone helped me, and I, I came out of a horrible pit. I, I mean, just like we all, I'm sure, have. And then I was set on the rock, and then God helped me, and God delivered me, and God helped me to become who He originally intended me for, for me to be. So I thank God. I'm, I'm not going to die a copy. I'm going to die as an original uh, child of God, uh, like, like God made me to be fulfilling the will of God for my life. All right, get back to the Word with me now. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 23. And again, this is the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to one of the churches he had started in Thessalonica. And he said, may the God of peace himself, may God sanctify us through and through or thoroughly and part of that is may God separate you from profane things, make you pure and holy, consecrated to God, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless, sound, and complete at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the reasons why we encourage you all to invite anybody you can in your world is because remember that the Word of God comes with an innate ability to reproduce what it is and change us so completely that we are able to go in a totally different direction we never thought was possible. Yeah. 
So God put things in divine sequence, divine order, and may your whole spirit and your soul and your body be preserved blameless on coming the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a spirit. We talked about that because God's a spirit and he created you in his image. And you have a soul which is housed within your spirit. It can be divided like Hebrews said. So it's not the same thing. It's just a part of your, you know, your personality, your mind, your will, your emotions within your spirit composition. And, and uh, so with your spirit, you contact God. That's why sometimes you can't, you know, we're having a great service here today, right? I say, we're having a great service here today. What? You ever leave a service and say, I don't feel nothing today. Well, that's okay because you contact God with your spirit. Some days could be uh, a little less exciting, but nonetheless good. And um, if you're going to receive help from God, you've got to connect with him through your spirit man. He deals with our spirit man. Because it's with my spirit I contact God, it's with my mind I contact the intellectual world of reason or reason. And with my body I contact this physical world. We're first to put and operate as God put in divine sequence. We need to develop our spirit, we need to renew our minds, and we need to take authority over our bodies. You don't have split personalities. This is the way God set you up in the beginning. We see that clearly from the Scripture. But unless we deal with uh, the spirit, the the mind, or the soul, and the body, uh, we won't be whole according to the Word of God. He wants to sanctify us wholly. It includes your spirit, it includes your mind, and it includes your body. So unless we deal with all three parts of our being, we won't be whole and we will live out of balance. We won't be whole and we'll live out of balance. Um, there, there was a day that, that I, I ebbed on the spiritual extremes because I didn't have examples in my life that let me know I can also um, have room for other things that are necessary in my life. Put God first, of course. But I I didn't realize how important it was for me to renew my mind so I can think straight. And then my my new spirit being born again, receiving Jesus, uh, connected with a renewed mind, I began to have uh, control over my thoughts and and the impulses of my body. Because I'm not a body. I'm a spirit. And I got to do something with my spirit first so that I don't just revert back to all the old stuff that my flesh wanted. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute and describe it. So when I, when I think about being whole, when I think about being whole, and, and when I think about being balanced, balance is not something you'll ever perfect. But it is a pursuit. Because there are some seasons that are difficult, you need to put your uh, more emphasis on the spiritual things, right? And, and then there's other times where I don't, I'm not against education unless it takes God out of you. So I am, we are for education, you know, parents and, and, and kids, listen, don't be pressured into going to that school that costs fifty to hundred thousand dollars a year 
You might just want to go to community college, which is awesome, and get your first two years in there. And hey, wouldn't it be wonderful to graduate debt-free? Well, anyway, uh, so there are times that you have to spend time with education, but don't, don't forget you need to put your spirit first because that'll help balance out your perspective when you're learning in the realm of reason, right? And then, then there are times, how many know sometimes when you're not necessarily in the greatest shape that you might need to put your body, boy, that's really, uh, the, 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 this is a wonderful sermon today. Sometimes you got to get your body in shape because you know what, maybe you let things go a little too far. And there were some people yesterday, I, could, I couldn't make them receive candy. And all of a sudden I heard this, get thee behind me, candy. I said, I am right behind you. Have some. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just uh, good to keep the things of God first. Why? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things and being right. Then everything else will be added to you. But we can't just not think about renewing our mind and doing something with our body because uh, that's critically important to be balanced, to be whole. Thomas Merton said, Happiness, listen, I love this. Happiness is not a matter of intensity. Oh boy, I can get intense. There are some, th- some seasons we need to. But happiness is not a matter of intensity, but it's a matter of balance and order and rhythm and harmony. I had to learn to pace myself properly in all three phases of my composition, my spirit, my soul, and my body. I I was reading an article by a good friend of ours, you all know Tony Cook, and I told him, I said, I'm going to quote you in in my sermon. He said, oh, you might not want to do that. (laughs) No, it's so super. He he wrote wrote an article on beautiful balance. Balance. Everybody say balance. balance. Right. May God sanctify us through and through. May our whole what? spirit and our soul and our body. We have to walk in balance. Put the things of God first, your soul second, your body third. We get that out of balance, then we'll, we'll be caged in with, we put our body first, our mind second, we'll incarcerate our spirit, and we won't be walking uh, Christ-like. Beautiful balance. Do you remember trying to learn to ride your bicycle with training wheels. Anybody remember that day? You say, I forget it, too old. I don't know if I ever had training wheels, but I should have. I probably did, okay? So that messed up my illustration. So do you remember trying to learn to ride your bicycle with training wheels? Say yes. All right. So in in, in a word, you are trying to achieve balance. You wanted to stay upright <laughs> and make forward progress, and you didn't want to fall one side or to the other. If we don't walk in balance, we can end up in the ditch. We can end up hurt. Spiritual extremism is not good. Just being so educated that you become less practical is not good. And then just saying, you know, the Lord told me to bless my food and everything be fine. I just eat anything all the time when I want it, as long as I bless it in Jesus' name. I got a few more scriptures I can bring out right now. 
but I'll just not even do that right now. So balance is a beautiful thing. It's troubling if someone we love begins, well, before I say that, I do remember um, uh, my, uh, helping my kids learn how to ride a bike, and they did have training wheels. And once, one, and guess what? And, and once we oversaw them, and once, once they got used to the bike, and once we realized they're starting to gain balance, they got a hold of this thing. We took those, we, we, we took those uh, training wheels off and we said, good luck. No, we didn't. Oh, my wife said we put them in the grass. So if they fell, you might have to bring that shout out to get the stuff stains out. But don't you remember having, having them on that bike? And don't you remember running alongside them? And then you go like that, and then you go like that, and you go like sometimes we need to have people come alongside us to get back balanced. If we don't walk in balance, we're going to end up in the ditch. And thank God we have people around us. And if you never thought you needed friends and community in the church, that is such a lie. You've got to get into a group where someone knows your name, where you're serving together, where you're in a connect group, and you are part of something. Because sometimes your, wheel, your, your training wheels might come off. You'll say, I rebuke that. I'm not a child. I'm not training wheels. Wait a minute. They're not so bad. You're not perfect in every area. So there's training wheels somewhere probably all the time, somewhere. And maybe we got out of balance and said, you know, God said, i got to put those training wheels back on. But it's good to have people come alongside us because as, as, as we train our kids to ride a bike, I was there to help support them if they were going to, you know, fall as they get a hold of this thing. And it was a wonderful day that when we finally were able to get our kids to, to ride that bike without, without those training wheels. There's so many things I can say about what training wheels are. You know, training wheels are, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hide the Word of God in my heart so I don't sin against you, so I don't fall in the ditch. Got to make sure those training wheels are on. I'm really getting used to and growing up and maturing in, in, in God is so important for us to live in balance and following people's example that they can come alongside you and help you. So balance is a beautiful thing. It's troubling if someone we love begins having problems with their equilibrium. You ever had an inner ear thing or, and you just, your equilibrium is thrown off? All right, so what is that, what is that, um, what is that ride at um, the space ride at Disney's World? No, not Space Mountain. It was, it was, it messed up your equilibrium. In other words, you go in there and you are like closed in like this tight and my wife's here and, and Hannah's here and, and, and all of a sudden, what kind of ride are we on? Oh, Joseph was on the other side and he was just like having a blast, you know, and all of the rest of us were rebuking this ride that, that was going all kinds of crazy things and made you feel like you were, you know, and you couldn't get out. I remember Hannah saying, Dad, Dad, or Mom, Mom. I said, you guys, let's get a hold of our thought life. <laughs> it was messed up. 
our equilibrium. And guess what? When I got out of that ride, I'll never go back. Ever. Oh, you just, you just, uh, you know, what's wrong with your, uh, your masculinity? I don't care. I did it once. You do it. Joseph loves that ride. We hate it. Why? Because it got you all dizzy. Your equilibrium. I mean, you coming out of that thing. G-force. It's like you're going to space. Yeah, it really pulled you up. But I know this. We're like getting out of the... Yeah, I was out of balance. And uh, we had to take some time to regroup on that one. It's worse than what I explained. It is really worse. Anybody been on that ride? Will you go back? <laughs> he said, no, no, no. All right. But you know, it's really sad that, that uh, if, you, if you have something that's, that's hindering your, or messing with your equilibrium, man, it just messes up your life. And we've seen people go through challenges and sickness and all different things like that. And thank God that, that uh, you know, they get better. And, and then even when people become elderly, uh, you know, sometimes they lose their equilibrium. Sometimes they fall. I don't like that. Because we need the right balance to stay healthy. I'm just still thinking about that ride. I'm sorry. I was just in space right there. <laughs> I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Hurry. <laughs> Helen Keller said it like this, unless we form the habit. You know Helen Keller, right? She, she was a blind lady, and she said, Un- Unless we form the habit of going to the Bible in bright moments as well as in trouble, we cannot fully respond to its consolation because we lack equilibrium between light and darkness. That's a mouthful right there. I need to repeat that for myself. Okay, so unless we form the what? The habit of going to the Bible in bright moments as well as in trouble. That's where consistency is key. We cannot fully respond to the Word and the presence of God's consolation because we lack equilibrium between light and darkness. When I was thinking about consolation, I thought about the consolation prize, but that's not the context here. Webster Dictionary, I have the Webster's Dictionary on, uh, in the year 1828, and Webster's Dictionary back then had Scripture in it. And this is what it said about consolation. Consolation means comfort. Remember, unless we go have a habit of going to the Bible and keep our spirit man in good shape, we can't respond to it. It's consolation. The word consolation means comfort, alleviation of misery, help to a distressed mind. Refreshment of mind and spirit. A comparative degree of happiness in distress or misfortune springing from any circumstances that abates the evil or supports and strengthens the mind as hope, joy, courage, and the like. And may God sanctify us wholly. May our whole what? Come on spirit and our soul and our 
body, I've got to run to the Word so I keep my equilibrium. I've got to, when shaky times, I've got to run to the Word and sometimes put those training wheels back on or have somebody alongside us to walk with us through things so we don't fall over in challenging times or where we lose our equilibrium. Have you ever been to a place that you really couldn't even pray for yourself? Anybody ever been there? I have. I had to have somebody come alongside me, get me up off that grass, get me back up on that bike, and stay with me until I regain my equilibrium. I'm talking about keeping things in divine order. I'm talking about we're always going to put the word first every day, bright or dark. We're going to maintain like Tua went into the national championship game, should have absolutely not even done anything according to a freshman mentality. Being in adversity, praying in the Holy Spirit to help us regain our equilibrium, to help us stabilize, to help us put our spirit man first. Man, you know what else will help our equilibrium? If we'll just follow consistently in your local church, your pastor, good leaders over your life. If you've ever been out of balance, God's saying, come on, let's get you back over here and a good pastoral anointing will help you off that grass, get you back up on your bike, get those training wheels back up and follow you and help you to the point where all of a sudden you've regained your equilibrium. You're able to take those those those. Wheels off, and we're still walking alongside you, and all of a sudden you regain balance. We often hear of the importance of balance. We often hear the importance of a balanced diet. Yesterday doesn't count. As well as living a balanced life. And here's what we need to know, and this is what I needed to learn, because I, I was so, you know, I had lived a life up until college that was up and down and wasn't necessarily great. People, places, and things, I didn't always have my equilibrium. But listen, a balanced life, it's going to involve divine order. It's going to involve the Word, prayer, and the Holy Spirit, good leaders over my life, friends that'll help you along the right path even though you're waffling back and forth, but they're going in the right direction. That's why you're hanging out with people going where you're going, and they encourage you. Maybe next time you pick them up and help them through their, their, their dark moments in life. Thank God for good friends. Thank God for good friends. Thank God for good friends. They'll push you forward instead of pull you back. Any person, place, or thing that draws you away from God, just know this, God's talking to you. It's not good and it's not right. You need to change it. Your equilibrium's all out of balance. Balance is going to include all the things I had mentioned, serve you, or destiny. Uh, it's going to involve working. 
Don't rebuke that. It's going to involve working. If you can work, you need to work. If, if you truly are incapacitated or have challenges beyond your ability to work, that's fine. That's what the government programs are for. But if you can work, get up and work. Again, I can pull a few scriptures there too that really drew that one in. You don't eat. You, I mean, you don't work, you're not going to eat. So why are we letting people be set up on, on the government being God? They don't have to work. They don't want to work. They're, they're, they're just going to live off the system. That's not the way it was set up originally. I believe in uh, you know, government programs, if you're wondering. It's been a while since I mentioned this. I've mentioned Billy lately, but he was down syndrome. And, and he had... He had compensation for his life so that it enabled him so we can send them to programs and different things that he really needed. And you know one thing Billy really needed? He needed to go somewhere and work. He worked here at least once a week. There's something about us. We need to be productive. So work is a composition to us being balanced as well as all the things I mentioned. How about some rest? This afternoon, I'm going to go rest. We need worship. We need, re- we need recreation. I wasn't, man, I'm telling you what. And again, it's not, it's not anybody's fault but mine. When, when we served Bishop Pastor and Lady Joy on a day-to-day basis, we felt guilty for going on, on even a weekend trip. Because our heart was right, we wanted to be there, relieve them, relieve them, relieve them, and, and all the different things in their life, and help them, and build them up, and build them up, and build them up. And, and, and I really didn't have as much recreation in my life as I needed. But I never neglected my kids or my wife. I need you to know that. If anybody suffered, it was me. Out of balance. We need some recreation. You know, Michael, when you take your kids, excuse me, I'm going to offend some people right now. When you take your kids and go watch Carolina baseball, you need to be there. Different setting. I saw some pictures from soccer yesterday. You need to be there. It's fun. You know how out of balance sometimes I was? We went to Disney World and throughout the line I was doing devotions. Doing devotions, praying, doing devotions. I was out of balance. My wife paralyzed me, Joe, put that phone up. Put that phone up. Be in the moment. When you go on vacation, don't, you know, don't just throw, God, I'm just going to have great recreation here. No, you, you, you could still get a little word in there. You know, some of the things that we learn to do, too, is pray along the way. A lot of how I pray is praying along the way. So I'm covering things as I need to. Of course, you're covered daily, and, and, uh, but, but there's balance. I mean, again, pardon this interruption, but when you were at Thanksgiving meal and they asked you to bless the food, You don't come down and say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke any foul demonic spirits trying to come against this turkey right now. Shamala katala. Oh, 
No, you're scaring the bejeebies out of your family. They're like, what is wrong with you? He that wins souls is wise. If souls are running away from you, you you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> There's a balance. I, I strive for balance, I really do. And my, my wife is a Hawkeye on me. It's like I'm a Hawkeye on her. Because sometimes we need to speak into each other's lives, not realizing. We should have caught it before now, but thank God we have good people in our life to bring it to our attention. There was, there's a, this whole year has been a busy season, right, babe? And, and there was a time, all of a sudden, some of the men in our brave men's ministry say, Pastor, Pastor you've got to let us handle this now because you need rest. We see it. Do you have somebody come alongside you that you allow them to say, you better slow down here. You, you better read, read. I was doing too much. And if you do too much over too much time, something's going to break down. You know, I'm so disturbed about people rebuking people with mental illnesses. They're real. You can be sick in your mind just like you're sick in your body. Sometimes getting our equilibrium back in our soul is to, is to retrain on our balance and, and, and have people around. Man, that's just such a good illustration today. And I really see that. Man, I thank God. Do you, do you have somebody that could pick you up off that grass when you fell over? Your equilibrium's all out of kilt. Your chemicals have shifted. You're like not even knowing what's going on because you never heard anybody talk about this. I'm, I'm, you know, the worst thing about a trial is not knowing what, what's going on. When I went through cancer, the biggest trial I had was, well, okay, what, what can I expect next? I'm, 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 I'm getting my faith on that because I'd never been through this and, and I really didn't know anybody else. And then I found a friend that went through the exact same thing. He was able to take me up off that grass, put me on that, put me on that. Matter of fact, it was Tony Cook. He helped me get me back on the bike. My wife was huge. And my kids were huge. When I, when I was laying there, self-imposed challenges. Because I pushed it too far. Don't you feel ashamed if you need to get some help. I'm going to tell you again, don't you feel ashamed because you're going through stuff in your mind, your, your chemicals are shifting or whatever, whatever. I thank God. And I, I'm not, I'm always, I, I always put the God factor before a person, but how many thank God that people can be a godsend to get you, to help you. Sometimes you need to lay on that grass for a while before you can even get up. Take some time to get yourself balanced and healthy. Sometimes it takes time. If you've lived a life of extremes, sometimes those processes don't heal you for maybe a month or a few months. If you don't stay on it, get balanced, and then when you get back up on the bike and all of a sudden your friends are helping you and then, then you're riding your bike because you feel good now, we can't go back to the extremes. 
Extremes should be seasonal. Because you can't live there. Pastor Cohen, I just thought you were so spiritual. You never faced any challenge. I faced hellacious challenges a lot of times based on my extremes. Didn't know who to talk to. Never felt this. What the heck? I think it's time we talk about these things. I'm as much word of faith. Listen, I'm on the, I'm on the grass quoting scriptures. I'm on the grass praying in the spirit. I'm on the grass going to natural doctors to help me figure out what's going on. And by the way, pray for your doctors. And let me take it even further than this. Pray for them that the test will, will, will discover the right diagnosis. My wife's here this morning. She shouldn't be. Because she, she wanted to be around you. She said, she didn't come to Fall Festival. You know how, how difficult it was for me to keep her in that house? But she knew she couldn't even go. Now, it's nothing, it's nothing of the sort of like a COVID or whatever, whatever. It's not that kind of thing. But it was last Tuesday or the Tuesday before that. I don't know when it was. It was like Tuesday, wasn't it, babe? Tuesday, my wife was hit with something, and she was all out of kilt, all out of balance. She was hurting. She was hurting. We were believing God together, and we we said, God, send us to the right doctors. We went to the right steps. She had to go to urgent care and, and took all the proper Um, evaluations and testing for what she might be dealing with, everything came back negative, okay? Were you, oh, okay, then then she, because it didn't subside, she she then went to her uh, regular doctor, and I was there, and they went ahead and took her through the same testing, and it came back negative. So we're, we're like, okay, we're, we're eliminating anything we need to. We're standing in faith. And, and it got so bad, she had to go to the emergency room. Now she's at the emergency room. They're about ready to put an IV in her. They're about ready to keep her. They're about ready to diagnose her on every way you can imagine. Right before they took that IV, they had taken the third test. Fourth test. And the fourth test. Friday night. Same test. The fourth test diagnosed her properly. What does that mean? Well, we thank God we found out what's going on. We thank God they gave her some natural medicine. But it's not been a good week. Pray for our doctors. We're led by the Spirit. And let's begin to, and I should have done this, let's begin to make sure that even when we go through testing, the the right thing is diagnosed. Everything hidden come to light. Why? 
because then we can deal with it. Now, if you end up having testings and you don't know, that's part of, that's part of chemical challenges is because I went into places that I, that I had physicals and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and my doctor said, you're the healthiest person here I've had in three years. I can't find anything. So it was something not necessarily with my body, it was with my soul, my mind, my will, my emotion, my chemical composition. That was scary because I didn't know what was going on. Come on, we're getting back to spirit, soul, and body, aren't we? But there are sometimes you've got to spend a little bit more time on your body to figure out what the heck's going on in your house while you're in faith. Now, thank God it took, took, it took quite a bit of time for me. You didn't even know it. Maybe you did know it. Maybe you saw me go through stuff because if you follow me that close, you probably did. did anybody remember a halftime? I was going through hell. I was out of balance, lost my equilibrium, self-imposed. I couldn't even blame it on the devil. I had to rebuke him because he tries to, he tries to jump right into something that you've done and then accentuate it or whatever. Is that a word? What did I say? Accelerate. Accentuate. Balance. Anybody breathing easier this morning a little bit? Say, oh my goodness, I didn't know that, that hey, might help me locate where I am because my whole thought process today is let's get things back in divine order. Let's make sure we're dealing with our spirit, our soul, and our body. Maybe you need to spend a little bit more time spiritually with things right now because what you're going through is tough. However, don't forget your mind. Uh, renewing your mind on the Word of God and, and, and speaking the Word and that kind of thing. But, but the thing about, be, before you think that I want to medicate everything, I'm not talking about that. Any emergencies, you might need something just to get you up back in your equilibrium and get some relief. Well, we believe God. And guess what? We don't take ourselves off of medicine. We let the doctors take us off medicine. But my leader told me I'm not supposed to take medicine. Well, let him live like that. You'd be surprised at how many leaders are going through the same stuff and medication stuff, 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 just like you are. They just don't preach about it. Every type A personality probably will crash a few times in their life. Can I get a grunt or something? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not prophesying on you. I'm just telling you what's going to happen if you don't watch it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I'm seeing couples like this and then like this. I, what does that mean? We're going to change. Wow, my time's up. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is real. We know it. And, and, and Father, we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you for your word that was the Holy Spirit helped us to see today. And, and, and right now, I, I think we all need to apologize because we've gotten out of balance in some way. You know, sometimes God will minister to us out of his mercy knowingly because we have, we have 
put ourselves in a bad position. But we're, we, we, we thank you, God. We ask you, Father, forgive me. Oh, Father, continue to help me watch my boundaries, watch the rails, watch the different things in my life so I stay balanced. Father, I ask you for all those not, not, not having good balance today, show them. Unfortunately, yesterday, I had, I had to pastor somebody to the point where I said, you go to the doctor. If you don't, I'm telling your wife. And next time I see you, I will know what happened. I said, that's none of your business, pastor. Well, you ever say, hey, if you ever need to speak something in my life, <laughs> do it. It's probably going to be the time you don't want it. So, Father, forgive us. Father, we ask you to heal our soul from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. All of our chemical composition, we receive the healing power of God working mildly in our lives. Give us wisdom for the path that we need to take so we can regain balance in our life, balance in our family, balance for, for what you have intended for us to do to become a full expression of your intention. Thank you, Father God. Show us the right doctors. We ask you for, if anything's going on, we command, and we ask you, God, anything that's hidden, come to light. And Father, we ask you to make sure that these tests reveal exactly what needs to be seen and addressed. name. Just continue to pray. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus. Have you received him? Have you received the one who lived innocent so he could die for all the times we missed it? I hope you will today if you haven't. If you're here today, say, Pastor Cohen, would you please, would you please include me in this prayer to receive Jesus today? that's you, just raise up your hand and say, Pastor Paul, I want you to include me in this prayer. Thank you. I'm not trying to interrupt this prayer. I'm just saying, guys, we need to be reaching out. There ought to be a lot of people raising hands every service. You will be accepted in this environment and God will help you. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, let's just pray this out loud together. Say, God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died for my sin. I believe on the third day, God, You raised Jesus from the dead once He had met justice. You raised Him from the dead. And Jesus, I know You're alive. I believe You're alive. I ask you to be my Savior. I receive you as my Savior, and I receive you as my Lord. I mean that with all my heart. Thank you for saving me.